0: Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your two-time PACE award-winning hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub.
1: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by my co-host and spokesperson extraordinaire, Chris Gouts. What's up, Chris? I am riding high. My friend, I know you are as well. I, I, have no, I have no idea why. You want to share with everybody why, why you're riding so high right now?
2: Well, if you paid attention closely to the opening, you heard a little bit of a different introduction. Uh, we're an award-winning two, podcast. Two-time. Two-time. Surprise. Two-time award-winning podcast. Yeah, it was one heck
1: of a night uh, the other night, wasn't it? That was fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We, we won the Pinnacle Award, uh, the the Pace Award from the Central Michigan, not University, just the Central yeah. Michigan Public I Relations I w- I uh, Society. Yeah. So I, I thought that's why they even got me to go there because they said it was the CMU thing, but it was really the Central Michigan Public Relations Society of America. So, But no, we, we were very honored uh, to win that award uh, for... Uh, the podcast, as well as we also won an award for our promotion of the vocational uh, village. So uh, the department as a whole and our communications office won, walked away with four awards uh, last night. We, or not last night, uh, last week. Uh, And so we knew going into the night that we were going to win two awards for the village and for the podcast, but we were absolutely shocked and surprised to find that we won the People's Choice Award for both of those as well. So everybody that came to the event uh, was able to vote on all of the entries, and we won uh, best in show or best for for both People's of them. People's
1: choice, yeah. So what, were, there, were there more than two choices to pick from, I guess? <laughs> there, the
2: there were many, many choices uh, to pick from, and so obviously I think a few of us voted for ourselves, but there were obviously a lot more people there that chose to vote for us over some of the other things and so there was some really great interest there's some really really cool work that's being done in the Lansing uh, area, area that uh, we competed with and uh, we were very very shocked and very thankful to come away with uh, both of those awards we probably won't get invited back I'm guessing because we uh, took all the awards I guess but
1: well it's unfortunate because it was a fun event it was I mean I've never been to one of these PR events and uh yeah the first time for me show, they, they put on a good show it was, it was fun the food was good um you know, it was, it was great networking opportunities. And, you know, who else was there? It was sat, actually sat at our table. I, I, I was in awe. The director yeah. came and sat at our table. Was, <laughs> she, was, she wanted
2: like, to be seen with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was good. Our little podcast is growing up.
1: Yeah, this little, this little podcast we decided to do. Um, so, yeah, that was good. And, you know, some other award winners that I know we're going we're gonna to put out on some uh, future podcast, um, some audio from the event that took place last week, too, was Agent of the Year. And FOA, you know, in CFA we have, there's a, big, there's a big announcement, MCO is involved in it, and they do the corrections officer of the year, and they announced that prior to the uh, employee appreciation banquet. And FOA, this is new for FOA. So FOA did that too, and we just announced FOA's Parole Probation Agent of the Year, and it is, drum roll, everybody already knows anyways because it was out on social media, but it's Candace Dunn, and Candace Dunn is a probation agent over in the Pontiac Probation Office in Oakland County. Um, so congrats to her, and we'll have some audio from that event uh the next in in some upcoming podcast um you know there was also an event that same day we announced that a parolee in macomb county was recognized um for saving the life of a three-year-old who fell into the river so what a what an awesome what an awesome uh day of of celebration you know a parolee who's just out fishing on the side of a river um, on a sunny day sees a a three-year-old boy fall in the river um the probably has no idea how to swim and jumps in. He says he doesn't even remember, remember doing it. Just jumps in and saves this this young this young boy. So, um, what a, I mean that's cool stuff. I, usually, you know, these stories don't always get get shared with everybody. Usually, you know, it's, it's the, the the bad story that gets shared with us. So this is this is this points out why we do this podcast. So we can share um, some of this great stuff that's going on not only with our with our employees, but with the people we supervise and the people that we're. Um, trying to make successful. So I I love it. I love it when this happens because we can go back to the director's um, quote where she says, offender success equals long-term public safety. And isn't that the truth?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was great to, to to have a really positive news week. There's just so much great stuff that was going on. And then also to have reporters uh, come out to that event and actually do uh, stories on it. So we had uh, interest. It wasn't just something that we, could, we were able to share locally. We actually had reporters from a number of different uh, news stations and, and TV stations come in and, and also view that. So yeah, it was just a great uh, time overall. We just had a just a lot of really positive uh, news. So it was just a very good week, uh, and we're hoping we'll, we'll repeat that uh, this week as well. Yeah. Well, Greg, you know, we uh, oftentimes we, we talk about the, the field days bump. And so we have, whenever we have a former guest on that we hear about that has done something great, we like to, to mention that. And it seems like we, it's almost every week because I think just naturally being on the show, gets people uh, excited, and, and, and they turn into and turn out and do something great. So we've got a couple of Field Days uh, bumps to share. One is just uh, ourselves. say, yeah we, our, we, yeah, we got the bump. We got the bump, finally. Yeah. So our, ourselves as hosts got the bump with, with winning the, uh, the, uh, the awards. So I guess we got the bump. And then we also have a shout-out to a friend of the pod, former guest uh, of the show, uh, Dina,
1: Dina Gramatico. Um,
2: yeah, she's she's got a, a bump, not, not necessarily a bump in in the sense of getting an award, but she has a bump that she's carrying around. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who it's is a baby bump? A baby bump, yeah. and so she and her husband are expecting a little girl. So that's very exciting. So we're very happy for her. Another future uh, Keith Urban fan is is cooking <laughs> cooking right now. Yes. So. Uh, be ready, be ready soon. So we thank Dina and she's, uh, she goes to Mount Pleasant, you know, this great, great city. you say there's mountains, you yeah. look at it, the view is beautiful. Yeah, so on her way, she goes to Mount Pleasant several times a month for, for, for different uh, events, and so she says she she listens to the podcast on those drives, and so she gets gets through the, the drive and uh, and listens to the podcast. So we're very happy to have another fan.
1: What do you say about that drive to unpleasant? That's not fun, or what,
2: you, what are you saying? I'm saying she just she's already overjoyed going there, and then, oh, okay. she, then okay. she just fulfills it even more <laughs> by by listening to the podcast. So gets her all hyped up for going to that
1: great city. Well, you know it. Congrats to Dina. She, she, was, she was a past guest and friend of the pod. So, um, who else got a bump? I, I, it's got to be somebody else, right? I, well, we, just, we talked about it briefly, but
2: Director Washington uh, also got the field day's bump. Uh, a two time guest, I think yes. our first two time guest, got a huge bump. Very good last friend of week. the pod. Yes. Very good friend of the pod. So, what, what, happened, what happened with Director Washington? Well, I think you know she won a national
1: election. She did, yeah. and what board is, is she going to be on now? The National Rifle Association, the NRA. Yeah, she, she is on the board of directors, big time. And who NRA. is she on the board with? Well, from Magnum Pi fame, uh, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, yeah, the man with the mustache. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Blue Blood Flame, blue, fame. Blue, Yeah, yeah, Blue Blood fame, That's right. So, so yeah, congrats to all to all of you. It's it, and, and to us, congrats, Chris. We we finally got a bump. We did it. We made it. We made it. So good for us. Good for everybody else. And uh, so. Just, just recognize, if you come on field days, don't be scared. It's okay. You will get a field days bump. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to seeing who, uh, who wants to come on field days now. Good things will happen to you. That's right. But I'm excited today to have on three employees to talk about employee rec day. You know, we're, we're bringing it back, man. It's, it's coming back. So it, it, was, it was on hiatus for a few years. Um, but Director Washington is excited to bring it back, and um, she put a, a team together to do that. So let's talk more about that. Well, Chris, I'm excited today. We have we're going we're gonna to talk about the Employee Recreation Day, and I know this is big for the director. She's bringing it back. So we're going to talk to three people who are on the Employee Engagement Recreation Day subteam, uh, which is a subteam of the Employee, Employee Engagement Committee. So we have on. Well, well first of all, welcome, guys. We'll, 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 you guys can introduce yourself you. about that. Go ahead and yeah. introduce yourselves.
3: I'm Will Alexander. Uh, I work at uh, RGC Charles Eglee Reception and Guidance Center. I'm a member of CFA.
4: I'm Pam Nelson. I work for Office of Legal Affairs I'm a
0: litigation specialist here in central office. And I am Anagrat Rummert. I work for FOA, and I'm a parole agent at Kalamazoo.
1: So, Will, let's get right into this right now. Talk about your committee. Talk about, I know there's a difference between the subcommittee, there's subteams on the, um, on the EPIC team, so can you talk more about that?
3: Sure. So, uh, we're all a member of the uh, Employee Engagement uh, EPIC committee, and... We're part of the subcommittee that is dealing with the employee rec day specifically. Um, The goal of the team, or our sub team at least, is to provide engagement opportunities throughout the state, uh, including employee rec day. So we've got a couple other things that we're working on, not just the rec day, coming up in the the near future and then throughout the year.
1: Well this is exciting because I know this this dates me and I I know we'll talk about the history of this with Pam, but um, I'm excited to have the rec day back. This is, this is a big deal. Everybody has said for a while now, You know, I, at least in FOA, I know as we go out and visit field staff, they say, what, is there, when are we going to get rec day back? When can we you know go out and, and talk with other staff around the state? So I'm excited to have this back. I think it'll be fun. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about when it is, where it's at. Let's get into the details.
3: All right. So uh, we're bringing it back on July 14th of this year. Um, it's a Friday. We kind of selected that day because we really didn't want to impact people's time with their families. As you know, our department is kind of busy with uh, all the other things that we do and people really relish their time with their families. So we wanted to select a day where people would be you know, not at work when they're supposed to be there and kind of enjoying themselves. Um, this year's event, we're opening up to not only current MDOC employees, but retirees and their adult family members. Um, and I want to point out adult. we are planning that uh, there may be some adult beverages partake in that day and we're not going to have kids there while we're doing that. Our goal is to get staff from around the state to engage with one another outside the work environment, uh, raise morale, and have some friendly competition.
1: Well, it sounds like fun to me. I, I know uh, I, w- I would ask you to be my golf partner, Chris, but um, I've seen your golf game and it's not the strongest, so I think I gonna have to go with uh, to pick somebody else to be my foursome. but um, so this is exciting. I, I know there's lots of events. But we'll talk about the events here in a second. Um, but Pam, I want to talk to you about kind of the history of this because I know you, you know you've you've been in the department um, a few years and, and you were around when when this was around the first time, correct?
4: Yes, that's correct. I I'd somehow I got referred to as the historian at one committee meeting, and I don't know when that happened, but all <laughs> how, of a sudden, how, how dare they? I know, how right now they? all of a Sorry, sudden I'm the historian. Yeah, Employee Rec Day first started in 1987. I have pictures back to that date.
1: Wait, 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 wait. So let me get this. You you have pictures? Yes. From 1997. Is there any current employees that you have some, I I don't want to say incriminating, but any good pictures of?
4: Yes, we have some good pictures. We have a pretty good picture of the current director.
1: And will these be available for viewing at the event?
4: Yes, actually, we are going to. Talk to Kamara about getting all the pictures on a scan so that we could have like one of those projects where you know it's just flipping the pictures on the wall somewhere.
1: And my final question before anybody gets fired is have we got approval from the director to put this on?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well I yes, she, she's very excited about it I'm sure she has some good stories from Employee Rec Day. I'm
1: sure she does so but let's, let's talk about past rec days and kind of where you know where it went why it, what we're going to do now, um, you know, put the historical event or the historical spin on it. What, what's, what happened? Where's it at? Where are we at now with it?
4: Okay, so when I came on to the committee, it was in 1996, and the last employee rec date was in 2006. The most people we had was up to over 400 people. So, um, with the budget cuts, and the director is really excited about Employee Rec Day. She really believes in friendly competition. She's really excited about that and she wants to bring back the morale that the department used to have and the camaraderie between FOA and CFA and officers and wardens and bring that all back together.
1: Well, you know, we always, we talk about breaking down silos of FOA and CFA. and um, You know, what better way to do that than you can network at this event? I mean, what a great opportunity for people who are looking to you know, have have professional development, and we're looking to promote in this department to get to have have face time with a director and, and assistant deputy director. So, you know, what what a great event for that! But do you know how many people um, used to come to these? Like at, at the at the height of Employee Rec Day, what where were we at?
4: We had the largest number that I remember was like 437 that's people a, from people. all over the state. I mean, it wasn't just lower part of the state. I know a lot of people believe that, but we did have them from all over the state coming to this and we they had several competitions. There was back in the Bolden Steinman era, there was a lot of competition between FOA and CFA. And where were those were those held at? It then? was held at Royal Scott here in Lansing. Okay.
1: So let's get into I guess that. Where where are we expecting five hundred people this year again? Uh,
4: our goal is you know two fifty or two hundred, we'd be excited with that many. Okay, but good.
1: Good. And where and where's it gonna be at this year?
4: It is going to be at the River Road Riverwood Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And we picked that because it's more centrally located so that the majority of people that would come, is about a four-hour drive for anybody who might come to it.
2: Now, I heard that you didn't pick it for that reason. I heard you picked it because Mount Pleasant is the greatest city oh. in Michigan and possibly the greatest city in the world. Uh, is, that, is that any truth to that? No. no. Say no. <laughs> <laughs> no.
4: There wasn't any truth to that, but it does have a lot of Convenient hotels and obviously the casino and world-class university. (laughs) She forgot to mention that. Yeah, I did. I missed that. You're missing
2: out on a lot of things here. The
4: the center, what the reason why we picked the Riverwood Golf Center is because they have a really nice bowling alley. They have four nine hole golf courses. They have a huge parking lot. They can accommodate several things that we want to do, and do the banquet there.
2: And there's a lot of hotels around the area, too, and that, that's going to really, because people are going to stay the night.
4: Probably. Right. There's or a lot or of they're ho- going to
2: stay the night before to get there.
4: Correct. There's a lot of hotels. There's even some campgrounds. Um, we've had several people who've talked about coming to camp.
2: And so do we know which, which hotels do we have rooms blocked that we can let people know where they can start calling or when they can do that?
4: We do. We have some rooms blocked at the Courtyard Marriott, the Comfort Inn, the Casino... And we have a campground, Grammy Woods Family Campground, that has booked sections of their rooms and spots for us.
2: Great. You can't stay at the towers, just, Greg. I know you. Uh, you got to be a current. Um, you have to be a current, current student to, student right student right now, to, to you know. stay at the towers. You don't want to stay there yeah. anyway. Anyway. Well, let's talk about some of the uh, events that, that, that can go on uh, while while we're at uh, Employee Rec Day. Uh, we already talked about uh, golf and how Greg isn't going to be on my team this year, sadly. Uh, but, but aside from golf, what, what are some of the other uh, sports and events that people can take part in once they get there?
0: As Pam mentioned, Riverwood has a bowling alley right inside their building. So outside, obviously, is the, a beautiful golf course. And then inside, there's 24 lanes of bowling as well as three pool tables, and they have a really nice bar area. In their basement is a really nice banquet hall, so that's where we'll be having our dinner. Also, Riverwood has said um, that we can use their driving range for some different activities. So we're going to be setting up cornhole, frisbee, tug-of-war, some other field activities out there. In addition, inside we're hoping to have canvas painting, like wine and canvas is what they call it. And then we're also going to have just different board games sitting around and cards if anyone feels like playing euchre. And then we're also going to have bingo set up. Those will be at different times throughout the day. At night with the dinner, we're looking at having, well, all day we're looking at having a silent auction. And then at night, um, the silent auction, that will be will be ending, and Pam will be talking about that in a few minutes. We plan on having a photo booth set up as well, if anyone wants to take any fun pictures with different props.
2: Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, definitely there's a lot of uh, really cool events. I think it's going to set itself up nicely to be a really fun day and lots of things to choose from. So obviously uh, there's lots of things to do, but it's not free. So so what what are some of the costs, and and how do we get registered, and and how's how's all that going to work?
0: Well, one other thing that I forgot to mention was foot golf. The golf course does also have an area for foot golf, and that's going to be $5 per game if anyone wants to try that. But golf, which will be a four-person scramble team, will be $40 each. So that will be your 18 holes of golf, your cart, and then also um, lunch, which will be like a hot dog and chips. If you decide you're not a golfer and just want to bowl... You can bowl for, um, well, obviously as long as you want, but it would be $12 for two hours of bowling, and then that would include the lunch as well. So we're expecting this to start around 9 a.m. and go most of the day. So if you can't get there first thing in the morning, but you want to show up later, I mean, obviously most of the events will be going on most of the day. We will have different times depending on what the activity is. If you decide you want you're going to be there all day and you want to do golf and bowling combined, that's going to be $45. So again, that would be the 18 holes of golf, two hours of bowling, and then the lunch with that. And then at night, we're expecting dinner to start roughly at 4.30. And during dinner, we're actually going to be playing Corrections Jeopardy, which should make dinner a lot more entertaining. And dinner, we're going to have a buffet set up. There's going to be three different entrees that people can choose from. We're going to have London broil with mushroom sauce, baked herb chicken, and a vegetarian lasagna. The buffet includes potato, vegetable, salad, bar, rolls. But one thing I would like to point out, that beverages are not included in any of that, so those will be on your own. And then during the day, if you come and you just decide you just want to play some board games or cards, you you will be able to purchase launch as well during the day so the registration forms should be coming out soon so I'll look for that
2: well very good and obviously that there's a lot going on you guys have spent a lot of time setting all this up and even though people are going to be paying for uh, you know the golf or, or, or the or the dinner and things like that there still is a cost to put this on so uh, I understand you guys have been doing some some fundraising how, how are we getting uh, the funding to, to put all this on
3: So we're actually uh, just starting our fundraising um, for this year. We got kind of a late start due to a couple of reasons. Uh, But we're in the very near future, and May 13th, we've actually got a bowling tournament that's going to be playing up at city limits in East Lansing uh, that we're pretty excited about. We've got enough room for about 120 bowlers for a uh, Scotch Doubles bowling tournament. Um, I think at uh, Grandview Plaza they're going to be doing a um, retro yard sale up at GVP. So it, the yard sale is going to be um, videos, movies, things that you no longer lead. They're going to have them out there for people to purchase and help raise some money. Um, we're currently looking for some other events at, at other facilities to help raise some money. Uh, one of the suggestions that came out of a meeting we had, uh, which I may try and do at my facility, is a book sale. Um, I've got a lot of uh, old hardbound books, and I know a lot of other people do, and uh, maybe we can raise some money that way. So uh, we are trying to do some some fundraising this year. I think a good deal of our fundraising is going to go more towards um, items that we're going to use to set up the event. Uh, in years future, we're going to try and do enough fundraising where we can really reduce the cost to the participants. So um, we weren't able to do that this year just because we got such a late start on being able to fundraise.
2: And obviously, there's we already talked about the silent auction, but but uh, what are the plans for that? Because I I, I've seen some of the items I believe that are going to be donated for the silent auction. They're pretty cool, so I don't know if we could maybe talk about a few of those so people have a sense of uh, of what they might be in for.
3: Sure, Um, we're getting pretty excited about the silent auction. we're going to be requesting donated items from various sponsors, uh, both corporate sponsors as well as a couple of state entities. We're going to be asking for some things from MSI uh, and some things through Vocational Village, um, which, as you know, is the prison-run construction and building trades that we have at uh, MTU, and they're just starting at um, Parnell here in Jackson. So uh, we're also going to be requesting um, baskets be donated through uh different administrators from offices and prisons throughout the state uh, which we're pretty excited about. Uh, the director and a couple other of the GDP administrators have uh, offered to donate some sports memorabilia to uh, be a part of the silent auction. One of the things I want to point out is that you have to be present to win any of the items in the silent auction. Uh, one of the reasons for this is that we have to gather all these items up and haul them all the way up to Mount Pleasant, Um, and the difficulty in transporting them back and forth and delivering them to people would just be too difficult. So we really uh, encourage everybody to stick around long enough so that they can go through the silent auction and actually win some things. As we kind of said earlier, the silent auction, we're going to conclude that uh, through dinner, and then shortly after dinner we're going to start giving the auction winners and door prize results. So
2: very cool. Do you mean? Do you need anything from us? I mean, maybe we could donate some some crazy socks or uh, or like uh, you know, a golf ball. You know, since we're such you know, I'm such a great golfer. You know, maybe. We could <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> if you want to donate
3: crazy socks, I, uh, we have I another guy we need a member of the club. Sock game. All yeah. right,
2: sock game is strong here. The co- the host and the guest. Now that's, that's good. You, you guys have any cool socks? <laughs> no. All right, no. We'll, we'll, we'll let you continue then. That's all right. Um, So anything else in terms of uh, what what we need to do to get ready for this? Um, Volunteers, if people want to help?
4: Yeah, it takes a village to (laughs) put on something like this. And we do need volunteers for registration, for the games, just to maybe show people around, any number of activities. So anybody who wants to volunteer and be part of it, we welcome you to join us. And you can send a request to Kathy Kiefer at Michigan.gov. Um, she's will take the emails and keep a list of all the volunteers.
2: Okay. And we can put that um, uh, online as well, but uh, her email is uh, is it keifferk at michigan.gov, and then let her know, and then we'll, we'll get, get people signed up and get yeah, ready to help. that would be great. Well, thank you guys for, for coming on. We really appreciate it. We hope people will uh, first come to, to, to Rec Day, but if not, if they can donate something, or if they can find somebody to help volunteer. I know we're very excited about it. The director is very excited about it, so thanks for coming on and and telling us all about it, and hopefully we'll keep spreading the word about this and get... Maybe we'll break the record. Maybe we'll have...
4: That would be really awesome. Yeah,
2: Very good.
3: Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.
2: right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us
1: a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections, and on Twitter, at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account, at MDOC FOA, and the CFA account, at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.